so then I just started because I was like, well, how cool would it be to buy plants every single week and like introduce them to other people and they can take them home and take care of them and they will bring them happiness. Like this is so cool. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 114 of the Kamena Voice. Today, I continue my conversation with Dr. Caitlin Dubo. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kamano Voice Podcast, where I interview folks around Kamano Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome back to another episode of the Kamano Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I continue my conversation with Dr. Caitlin Gubo. So if you didn't listen to part one, be sure to listen to that first and then come back to this episode. Uh, in this episode, we get to get into her second business she started here at the complex, which is Kameno Cact- or, yeah, Kameno Cactus & Co. And so uh, we get into how she decided to start a plant shop and uh, what kind of drove her there. Um, and then we also get into... Uh, one of the other businesses that she's uh, working on and, and I'm running, which is the Center for Social Justice Work. I believe I got that name right. Um, so we get into all of that and more. Uh, and uh, yeah, so without further ado, here's the rest of my conversation with Dr. Caitlin Gubo. So we've talked a lot about these these deeper subjects of yeah. what you've, you're working on and your kind of goal and, and your yeah. vision for what you want to see. How did that all... How did a plant shop grow out of that? How did it happen? (laughs) Great question. Sometimes I ask myself that as well. No, so, I mean, I went to school for, let's see, for uh, eight years and um, just working really hard, not doing really much of anything else. And my husband would always tell me, like, you need to get a hobby. You need a hobby. And I'm like, I don't have time for a hobby. I got to write this paper or I, <laughs> I got to save the world. Um, and so after I got done with my doctorate, I actually found, like, indoor plants. And I started – and also when I moved into my spa upstairs, it is – the lighting is just perfect. Yeah. And so I could actually keep things alive. Um, <laughs> in my house, it's super dark, so everything would die, and I didn't understand why. Well, now um, I have this amazing lighting, and so I would just – go buy more plants and more plants and more plants. Um, and then I would have clients come in and like, okay, it looks like a jungle in here. Like, <laughs> when are you going to stop buying plants? Um, so, and I didn't want to like stop because I'm like, I finally have this hobby. This is so fun. It's great. We have explored to a lot of different nurseries and places. Um, and it was something fun that I could learn about. And I knew that there was the spot upstairs that was empty. And so I just went to Zach and like, tell me if you think I'm crazy, but I'm thinking a plant shop would be perfect here. And he's like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, so then I just started yeah. because I was like, well, how cool would it be to buy plants every single week and like introduce them to other people and they can take them home and take care of them <laughs> and they will bring them happiness. Like this is so cool. Um, so yeah, it just came out of a hobby that, there was, I feel like a lot of people really like indoor plants right now. Um, and I wanted to create a space that wasn't so intense. Yeah. Like the clinic can be really, really intense sometimes. 
Um, and so I can just go over to the plant shop and it's like this breath of fresh air. Yeah. So I, yeah. I was imagining as you were ex- describing the, the, off, the plants in your office of your people, your clients walk in and, and like looking around and there's like bugs flying around. Right. There's like this big jungle looking <laughs> yeah, thing. Exactly. And they're like, Caitlin. Yeah, where and are you're you? Like, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at, at one point there were a lot in there. Um, <laughs> And I, I transferred some over to the plant shop, but I still have quite the collection in there. So nice. Yeah. So where did the name come from? So I was just, I mean, I really love a good cactus and, um, I think they just have so much character and they're so interesting and they don't grow outside here. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very rare that you guys see one in the wild. Um, and I was just kind of coming up with different names and different things. Um, and it was actually my husband's idea, Cactus and Co. Um, and I was like, Oh, I really like that. Um, and at first I really love Schitt's Creek. Um, and so, (laughs) and I kept thinking of like Rose Apothecary, how can I make something that's kind of like that? I love that name. Um, and so he was like, how about we go this direction instead? Um, but, um, and then I thought what a perfect name because it's obviously not just cactuses. Um, it's other indoor plants as well. And so the cactus and then the and company is like the company of like the other indoor plants. Yes. So um, it was sort of play on words as well. So yeah, yeah, that's he came up with it and I loved it. I love cactus. I love our logo that we came up with. So it was a perfect nice kind of thing. Yeah. How was um is it, do you have a favorite cactus? Well, I have one right now and it's called Sirius Monstrosis and I love it for its name, um, but it's also really cool. It's like a bluish color okay. um, and it's sort has some like wavy type texture to it um, and it's just a really, really cool one. Yeah. Um, and I have another one that's variegated, so it has some like whites and yellows in it. Okay. Um, so that one's pretty cool as well. Nice. Yeah. We uh, we took a trip down to Arizona. That's where mm-hmm. uh, I'm initially from, Tucson, Arizona. We moved up here when I was five, but mm-hmm. we did a lot of trips back and forth. Uh, and as a kid and, and everything growing up, I never really enjoyed going to Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. It's just, it's ugly. It's hot. It's yeah. not my favorite. Right. Um, but on this trip, we went through the, the High Desert Museum mm-hmm. um, and we drove through the Saguaro National uh, oh, cool. Park and, um, you know, learned a lot about that. And it's just, it is really crazy what a cactus has to do mm-hmm. to survive. Yeah. And and they get to this point, like they're not like trees where the longer a tree goes, mm-hmm. the longer, the higher chance is just going to keep going and going. Because yeah. like it's past its point of like just dying because of something. Yes. So it just keeps going. Yeah. Like cactuses have to fight so hard just to get to like six inches tall. Yes. And then it never gets easier for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got droughts, they've got things. Yeah. And then when they finally get to like adulthood at 150 years old, yeah. like then like a windstorm can come and they fall over right. Like <laughs> Yeah. And that is one, one of the reasons why I like them so much because they're strong, but they're also kind of weak in the mm-hmm. same way. Um, and I, ju- I think there's just something fascinating about the way um, that they are and sort of their story. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, yeah. they're very, they're very, they're very interesting, interesting plants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For very sure. cool. So how's that gone, uh, starting that up and getting yeah. that going? I mean, I sort of just started started it like randomly. So there wasn't too much prep work, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but it was really fun. (laughs) Um, and we're actually much busier than, um, I thought we would. Um, we actually just posted, um, a job posting to hire someone to help, um, 
mostly because I need to stop working seven days a week. Um, <laughs> but also I want to be able to share sort of the excitement of the shop with yeah. someone else. Um, really want to start doing um, more things where we can go out into the community, different pop-ups going out and um, farmer's markets, whatever. Um, and then also... Um, doing events in the shop, um, especially with the holidays coming up, being yeah. able to bring people in and sort of do fun things. So, and I just really cannot do that by myself. Um, right. So yeah, so we're going to be adding to the team um, and it's going really well. We have a strong um, like group of people who come in consistently. Uh, we've gotten to know people really well. So that's yeah. been really fun. Too. Yeah. That sense of community, I think is really, I mean, with, a, with Soundview in the center, you know, you can't really have your community because they're your clients and you want to protect their privacy. Yes. Um, but with Cactus & Co., we can really just get out there and do fun things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that I think that's really interesting. Um, I've actually, um, because of all that, like, client privilege and all that mm-hmm. stuff, um, I ran into my counselor outside of it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to react. Right. I was like, he was with family. And I was like, if I say hi is that a problem? Because then they're, I'm going to walk away and they're going to say, who was that? Yeah. And like, what does he say? So like, yeah. um, I, I saw him and I kept staring because again, it had been a little bit time since I had seen him. Right. And so I was like, I think that's him. And he's right. got the mat. I'm like, I'm right. pretty sure it is. And then yeah. I was like, okay, I'm sure it is. But at that point, like I had walked by mm-hmm. multiple times and like everyone around him was like, yeah. that person keeps staring at yeah. me. <laughs> so. That's so funny. Generally, when I first meet clients, I'll tell people, since I live in this community, I'm probably going to see you at the grocery store. I'll wait for you to say hi first. I'll pretend like I don't know you. Um, And then if you say hi first, then I'll say hi. And I always just tell people like, oh, I used to know that person at my last job or something like that or um, kind of whatever flows out easily. But it's generally not like, oh, yeah, that's one of my clients. Obviously, (laughs) I would never do that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I do see – I mean, people will come up to the plant shop too and I just – I mean, I chat with everybody, like I know them. So, um, so generally that's, you know, super easy, but yeah, yeah. it's a a good thing to consider though, especially when you live and work in the same community. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that must be kind of nice because that is so, um, I mean, within anything within the medical field, um, like I've talked to uh, Zach Pope before Mm -hmm. as well, like what if you guys did like a special or something? He's like, yeah. we can't do special. Like yeah. you guys are so constricted in totally. the legality of what you guys can and can't do. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice to have a business that you can just do whatever you want to do with it. And yes. the sky's the limit there. That is so true. And that I feel so like sort of like trapped with the, with Soundview and the center because you really just can't be too free with that. And I'm all about like giving. And so sometimes Jess, who's my office coordinator, she'll be like, okay, you should probably stop giving away plants now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. So she reels me back in, but, um, but yeah, I love doing, you know, deals or discounts or ways to bring people in or, you know, get them to have fun stuff in their house. Um, even like kids fest, that was so much fun. Yeah. My kids still have their plants on our table. Good. Yeah. I, it was so fun. I didn't think we would be nearly as busy, but everyone loved it. So yeah, it was super awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think, um, you guys, the other thing that stands out to me is, uh, your guys' social media has mm-hmm. just is so well done. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I could take credit. But um, that is all Jess. She is amazing. And I love telling the story about how I found her because I didn't find her. She found me. Um, but you know those cute little um, bumper stickers of like what's like the dog paw print and it's like, 
something about being rescued and like I didn't find the dog, the dog found me. Because yeah. you love it so much. Well, that's kind of how I feel about Jess, except for she's not a dog, obviously. <laughs> um, but she loves dogs, so she'll understand this. But um, she had posted on Facebook that she was looking for, she's new to Kameno, um, and she was looking for like some work in like a wellness clinic type place. And I saw it, and at the time I was like, oh, I could really use some help, but I don't think I'm ready. Um, and then she emailed me and said, hey, are you looking at hiring? And I was like, well, no, but I could use some help. So why don't you come in? I'd, I'd love to meet you anyways. Um, and in my head, I was thinking, oh, gosh, I hope I don't like her because <laughs> I don't know if I can afford to hire someone. I don't know if I'm ready. And the like second she walked in the door, I was like, okay, like I love this girl. She's amazing. Everything that she said was so perfect. We have a lot of things in common. Yeah. Um, we've communicate the same way we function the same way we yeah. have a, like a really really good sort of instant connection um and so she definitely like came in and revamped our logo our branding um she does all the social media for cactus and co sound view and the center okay um all of our website stuff um like i mean if i need to send out an email or a letter it's perfectly branded <laughs> she thinks of everything she also helped us start our podcast so um yeah and what's yeah. the name of your guys's podcast the podcast is just the center for justice social work okay yeah Perfect. and so we'll we just released um our first episode around uh suicide awareness on okay. uh yesterday tuesday so nice yeah very cool well that's that's neat that you guys are able to start you know kind of again mm-hmm. um I've been trying to get around to get Jess and she's her and a, another friend of her yeah. have a podcast. So I want yes. to get them on the podcast as well because um, I think that's neat. But what yeah. what's kind of your guys's focus in the uh, on the podcast that you guys are going to be doing? So that podcast is all about sort of like raising awareness about like mental health, behavioral health in general, you know, substance use as well, um, and creating sort of a way to communicate about educational opportunities mm-hmm. um, in the social work world, like police social work or, or, you know, justice social work, as I've called it, um, doesn't really exist. There's not many trainings around it. Um, and a lot of places since sort of the George Floyd thing happened, right. and then it was just this push of like defund the police and bring in social workers. What we did was we just created another sort of group of people who aren't skilled in that specific type of work who are out there doing it. Yes, social workers could can definitely do and are more, you know, qualified probably to work with these populations in most situations, but what they don't have is that added education or training around what it actually is like to work within a first responder system, how to do basic things like use the radio or protect yourself, but yeah. also like that is a very specific type of like crisis intense environment mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people aren't super trained in. <clears throat> yeah. So we want to make sure that people have the opportunity to learn more. Yeah. Um, so I'm um, definitely talking about those. So the first episode was with one of our interns. And like I said, we talked about suicide awareness and just um, all things kind of suicide, really. Yeah. So, which is a great thing to normalize. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we just see a lot. And, and then you hear about it so mm. much more often now because of social media and stuff like right. that. It's not something that happens in a, in a silo. You hear yeah. about it everywhere. Right, exactly. Um. And it's definitely <clears throat> it's definitely hitting every population and every group of people. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of it out here on the island and in Stanwood and Arlington. Um, so even, you know, even within our community, we want to raise awareness, <clears throat> but also like yeah. on a larger level as well. Right. So. Well, and I think the other aspect to that is the, um, the, the, what was I going to say? Um, mm-hmm. But... But grow, not just growing the awareness, but just, um, I guess, one, how 
parents and people to to work with and deal yeah, with that. Exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, especially in, during this pandemic. Right. And that we have an intern who each intern is sort of focusing on a different workshop. So um, which is something that our community will have the opportunity to participate in. And one of our interns is actually making a whole sort of workshop series about how COVID has affected our mental health Mm -hmm. and what are some ways that we can sort of take care of ourselves, normalize what we're feeling and get help. Um, So I'm excited to be able to share that one too, because COVID has definitely done some interesting things for us. Yeah. Well, and and I was even talking, um, you know, I've talked to, I've actually interviewed um, a local pastor here, but then I was also talking to my pastor um, from our church and just the the amount of strain that has gone on in mm-hmm. and I, not just the church but like in that type of environment where people gather and have right. community all of that like the people that normally would be able to volunteer and help out have really bunkered at home right but things still have to happen right. and when you are in a um nonprofit mm-hmm. uh, uh volunteer basis yes it like it's hard enough when you're paying people for them to show up, but yeah. like when they're not being paid, like mm-hmm. it's a, all of that falls to the leaders, right? They, like they have to step in. So like mm-hmm. most of them have been working ridiculous hours and volunteering yeah. when they really need to be home with their family, but they can't mm-hmm. because things are still need to happen. Right. Exactly. And, so. and I felt really lucky with my team that everyone has been so, so easy to work with, um, that, going through like a pandemic with people, I was like, oh gosh, that's going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. But it's been really nice to have like a, a team of people who we, we're doing it together. Yeah. Too. So I think that's the key yeah. really. Yeah. So, um, another aspect of that I wanted to touch on real quick is you went from working in these social situations, mm-hmm. um, as a ride along and these different aspects, how has management and hiring empl- you know, yeah. team members and, and managing people, how has that kind of developed for you? Yeah. So I, I've always loved leadership and thought that aspect of things is super fascinating. Um, and when I was at the police department, I went to a conference, um, and it was now I'm totally going to blank on the guy's name, but he wrote a book. He's a Navy. He, he was like a Navy captain. I'm probably Mm -hmm. saying the wrong thing, but, um, it was around, um, sort of like, Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the was name. That but Jocko Willing? Willing? No, no. Okay. it's someone else. Um, but basically, when you lead through others, you give people the power to do the things, and you sort of just guide them. I yeah. feel super strongly about that. Also, giving people like the time to really uh, take care of themselves too. So at the clinic, um, my goal was one: everyone is independent contractors; they're not employees. Because what I want to do is help them instill sort of the skills to have their own practice mm-hmm. um, and go off and do their own things. Um, and so everyone has a business and then I help them sort of create their own practice. Yeah. Because really, I don't care if you work for me or yourself or someone else, but the bottom line is you need to be able to keep doing it because we need you. Right. Um, and we're going to need more people doing this work. Um, and so my thing is let's get you working not even a full 40 hours because you need a life. Um, you need to make a good wage and you need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, how can you do that on your own? Yep. Um, so that's an, a huge thing, but also Jess talks a lot in her podcast with Haley about how she has Lyme disease. And I think so often we have this expectation of our employees or even as an employee myself feeling like there's this expectation that you need to work like 60 hours and you need to put in, you like never take a break. You're always thinking about work. You need to be dedicated and loyal to this business. And I'm just so not that way. 
you need to take care of you first. And Mm so, you know, Jess will have flare ups and she won't feel good. I'm like, Hey, like work from home. Don't come in, do what you need to do. We'll survive. We'll be fine. Like, let's be flexible and take care of each other. And I think that's one thing that I've felt really lucky to be able to be that kind of a leader. Um, because I've seen how beneficial it can be. Um, and then you find the people who are like, wow, I've never been treated like this. Or even myself, I didn't, I mean, there was very rare occurrences where I felt like, you know, I could go to my boss and they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're having a hard day. Like take a day off or take a couple minutes or do you need something? Um, so yeah, I just, I try to take, I mean, obviously take things seriously, but at the same time, like you only get one life. So Mm -hmm. why overwork yourself? Why overextend? Like have a life, have hobbies, do things, take care of yourself. Cause at the the bottom line is if you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to be a good provider Mm -hmm. for our clients. Um, and you're really not going to be able to do a good job at work. So, um, and I feel really strong that sometimes I think like, oh gosh, like, am I being too flexible or what does this mean? Why do other places don't do this? Is it because it doesn't work? Um, and my husband always reminds me like, no, if you're passionate about it, if you feel strongly about it, you need to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be hard times, 110%, but there always will be. Yeah. Why not have it be for a really great reason that you're just taking care of your people? Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think that aspect is is really neat from a leadership perspective. And I think that's something I've tried to understand as I've delved deeper into mm-hmm. that um, of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, some people call it like servant leadership. Yes, or having that's that what aspect I was looking for, it. servant leadership, yeah. Yeah, kind of having that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also having the, because, um, you know, especially when you have, when you have a small group uh, mm-hmm. as a team, um, you're a lot more, uh, you're working alongside each other. You're, you're yeah. next to each other. Um, once you grow to a certain size, that's a lot harder. You guys mm-hmm. aren't automatically on the same page yeah. on things. And then, but how do you continue to have that kind of, I guess, uh, ideology with mm-hmm. it, but still making sure that like, you know, you, you're, you're gone on vacation and yeah. people are like, Oh, so the business didn't open today yeah. because no one showed up. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, right. So like, yeah, yeah. How do you kind of see that playing out? Yeah, totally. I think, um, the biggest thing is like when I tell people right off the bat is like, you're an adult, you're a professional. I trust that, you know, you'll show up to work looking <clears throat> appropriate and acting appropriate. And when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Um, and I, I feel like just instilling trust in someone is like, completely mind-blowing to a lot of people because that doesn't usually happen. It's like, you know, oh, we'll have a supervisor watching you to make sure you show up. Like, I don't do that. And and I tell people that right off the bat. Like, if you're looking for specific structure, this is probably not the place because Mm -hmm. I just trust that you're going to do your job and that you'll be here when you say you'll be here. And if you're not, okay, well, then we'll reevaluate. But I'm really big on just, like, having just low key kind of conversations with people checking in. How are you doing? How's life? What's new? Do you need anything? Um, and those small conversations, um, I think are the perfect way to like let people know that, Hey, I trust you. And, and then they want to do good for you too, because you're treating them well. Yeah. Um, and it's a good safe environment for them. Um, but I also feel really strongly about like building your core group Mm -hmm. really strongly and they are all on the same page. So when they go out to be sort of like, a supervisor, quote unquote, they're practicing it in the same way yeah. as I am. So it's yeah. just continuing to serve like our team and we're all on the same page about yeah. it. So, um, yeah. And I, I've 
talked a lot with Jess about kind of how do we maintain this close connection yeah. as we continue to grow our team yeah. and we can continue to maintain that sort of vibe in our, in our space that it's safe. Um, we trust each other. We're honest and transparent and that's just how we do things. And I yeah. hope that, that we've created that at the beginning that that can continue to spread. Yeah. So one of the things I've been, uh, just recently kind of going over, like, you know, the handbook and stuff like that has, is an evolution of, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of build that out. There's, there's a lot of the stuff that's boilerplate that everyone has, yeah. but it's all, you have to legally have it. Yes. Um, but there's that front part for us that we have that's unique to us because we've dealt with a situation. We're mm-hmm. like, we need a policy around this. Yeah. The next step that I've just started working on is, is what you were talking about right there, which is building out those core values. Mm-hmm. So not the hard sets of skills and not yeah. the hard rules and policies, but those soft skills that mm-hmm. aren't something you're going to write down on a resume. Yeah. But how do you keep that? Like one of our tenets of, of the marketplace is that mm-hmm. we're a no gossip. Right. Um, and that, you know, we define what that looks like and mm-hmm. we define this is not acceptable here. And yeah. you will be let go for that reason. Like right. it's not a, this is a nice to have. This is a, yeah. a line we've drawn. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. And that's one thing that you kind of like start developing like this. These are my expectations and you know them. Yeah. And it's so easy to sort of start noticing when things are starting to get lax or, yeah. or sort of those boundaries are being crossed or you're being taken advantage of for being flexible. Like it's very clear because normally we're very calm, cool, collected. And the second something seems to be weird, you know it like, yeah. okay, we need to address it because right. this isn't normal. Um, so I kind of like that aspect of it too. And those clear expectations yeah. for sure. Very yeah. cool. All right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Yeah. So the first one is what purchase of a hundred dollars or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? So, uh, we got married this, well, we got married in the beginning of COVID, but we had our ceremony this summer and, uh, we got a crate and barrel gift card for a hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, and I would say that we got, um, just like a couple different sort of cooking things. And it turned my husband into a chef. And nice. so now he cooks all the time. He cooks, he cleans uh, up after dinner, and he is the most amazing cook. And <laughs> I love it so much. So I am just like eternally grateful for that Crate and Barrel gift card. Very cool. <laughs> so. That's great. Um, pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. What would the first day look like here? Um, so first day, I I'm a very like, uh, I like to relax. So definitely would be just like doing something very low key, like going to the beach or just hanging out, um, outside. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to go up to Bellingham to explore. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be day two, but day one is probably just like showing them around the Island, the beautiful places around here, uh, yeah. where I grew up, where I went to school, those kinds of things. Nice. So yeah. Very cool. Uh, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? Um, Jess and Haley. Um, For sure. I know they're already on your list, but I would definitely say them um, because they're new to Camino. Um, They moved here in January. And so I think their perspective of the area is great, but also what they're doing um, is amazing too. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20 year old self? Oh gosh. I was looking at these questions (laughs) and I'm like, oh boy, that would be a whole podcast in and of itself. Um, But I would say, trust yourself more, believe in yourself more. Um, and like trust your gut because my gut told me that I wanted to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should. Um, and I wish I would have just trusted it and yeah. gone with it. Um, I probably would have gotten here earlier, but I'm super happy with all the things that I you know, went through that ended up 
you know, shaping who I am today. So, yeah. 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 I think that is an aspect of life that we get to look back on is um, when you see the whole path that we've taken to get to where we are, you can look back and you can look at either mistakes or things you would have liked if they'd gone differently. Yes. But when you look at them, you have that experience and you've learned from that because Mm -hmm. it went the way it went. And so, yes. Yeah. You kind of have to just understand that that's all part of who you are now. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Dr. Caitlin Gubo for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.